Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was not easy. I went through a lot of, um, identity shifting. I went through a lot of, can I really do this? Should I go back to my corporate career? How am I, how am I going to make this happen? But I just remember thinking like, I made this change for a reason. I didn't feel aligned in my old life and in my old career, and I, I needed something new. And I was like, I am doing this. Welcome back to the Women in Beer Show. I'm your host, Alicia Haskew. On today's episode, I crack open a beer with Kimberly Johnson, owner of Final Draft Tap House in Washington. She and I met in a Facebook group where I shared my podcast goals, and she shared that she's a coach for female entrepreneurs and owns a tap house. It was a great fit for the show. She shares her journey from starting as a photographer and making a big move, surviving the pandemic, and coming out the other side. I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Cheers. All right. So first, um, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, um, you know, about your tap house and all that fun stuff, how you are involved in the craft beer industry. Yeah. So I'm Kimberly. I, I own a craft beer tap house in the Pacific Northwest. I'm specifically in Vancouver, Washington. So that is in the Portland, Oregon Metro. We, and I say we, my husband and I own the tap house. We have been operating our tap house now for a little over five years, which is incredible. It's been a wild, awesome journey. Uh, but considering the last few years, it's been even more wild, but uh, I'm happy to say we're a little over five years old and it has been really, really incredible. Prior to opening and operating the tap house, uh, I, my story started with a huge move from the Midwest to the Pacific Northwest about nine years ago, left a corporate career and, uh, decided to change my life, actually change everything. And I knew one person in the Pacific Northwest. I knew there was amazing craft beer out here and I moved. And while I wanted to start a photography business, cause I was doing that in the Midwest as well, I did actually start that, but then I just started to adventure and hike and do all the fun things that the Pacific Northwest has to offer. And then I started to explore craft beer after I would do those adventures. And then I started writing about it. And that took me on a whole new path in life. And, and thankfully, cause it's led me to today, but I uh, started a craft beer and adventure blog and started telling people about all the wonderful things I was uncovering and exploring and found my home in craft beer, which led me to working in the craft beer industry, which led me to meeting my husband, which led us to opening final draft tap house. So it's been a super fun journey. And, um, I really found my home in craft beer and, absolutely love what we do. And if we didn't own a tap house, I still would be doing the same thing. So super rad, super rad. Um, so it's funny that you say that you started, um, in photography and in the Midwest. And I also am a photographer, um, from the, the very first entrepreneurial, I guess, out of the gate, um, adventure that I had as well. And it's, it's just, I'm starting to see a trend with the women that I speak with, um, who have, they're kind of like multi potentialites, you know, where they have their hands in a bunch of different things as they go along to kind of follow whatever, wherever the wind takes them. Um, so tell us a little bit more about all of the things that you do. Yeah. Well, um, 
In addition to uh, the Craft Beer Tap House, uh, I also do uh, business coaching and consulting work. Um, I work specifically with women entrepreneurs um, around building uh, businesses that are gratifying and that help the world that make an impact. So I do that as well. And so when I saw, um, you post about what you wanted to do and how you wanted to highlight women in beer, I was like, this is incredible. I love this. I love the combination of everything. And, um, you know, in my mind, I've always been one of those people that support others and promote others. And, um, this show I know is doing that. So I was super excited about it. And that's what we do, right? As women, that's what we do. We, we create things, we support others. We create spaces where people can come together in community and, um, go after whatever it is they want to go after. Right. And so, um, I do that in my coaching and consulting work. We do that in our tap house. Um, we really focus on community and, really helping, um, everyone find their people, right? Um, I found my people in craft beer. I find my people in, um, creative spaces, right? Whether it's podcasting, blogging, um, writing, storytelling, whatever it is. And I think, I think that's, the beauty of it. Right. Right. And finding our people in craft. Yeah. And I love that too. Speaking of community, you are really involved in, um, women in with a love for beer in your own community. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I've always been a community builder. Um, I, I call myself that now. Uh, I didn't previously. Um, but when I look back at what, the things I've created along the way in craft beer and otherwise, um, I really love bringing people together. And I mean, that's what craft beer does. And I always say, you never know what connections are going to happen when you bring people together around a pint. And that's one of the things I love about tap houses, breweries is that that is really the, that's like the basics of what, of what, pubs are all about. And, um, I love bringing women together around a pint. And so when I first moved to the Pacific Northwest, I specifically wanted to find groups of women coming together around beer. I've always been into beer, even before I got into the industry. And I love to, um, connect with women over a pint. And so there was a group in Portland, which I realized now it's called girls pint out. There's chapters all around the U S and maybe maybe even internationally. I'm not sure. Um, but there was a chapter in Portland and that's, I just started to go to these meetup groups, right? Portland girls pine out. And I found all these incredible women who were coming together around pine. And so, um, when my husband, Mike and I moved to Vancouver, he's actually from Vancouver, Washington. It's really just right over the bridge <laughs> in Washington. So it's in the same Metro. When we um, decided we were going to open a tap house and move to Vancouver, I realized there was not a community of women like that. So despite us being in the same Metro, it is, there is, uh, the Columbia river in between us. And when you want to go have a pint, you don't necessarily want to do that drive and then, and then drive back to Vancouver. So when I saw there wasn't one in Vancouver, I was like, Hmm, we need to start one. So my 
my initial idea was to create another chapter of Girls Pint Out. Um, but that was also in the time that we were planning the tap house. And I realized very quickly that I wasn't going to be able to pull it off in that sense. Um, but I started to ask women that I was meeting in the community. And then ultimately, once we opened the tap house, I was asking um, women who were sitting at my bar and in our tap house, would you come to a group of women coming together on a regular basis to have a pint together and to connect. And sure enough, a lot of women said yes. And so I created a group that I host at Final Draft Tap House. It's called the Couve Brew Bevy. So for Vancouver, Couve Brew Bevy. And so we started that in September of 2017. So just shortly after we opened the Tap House. And we've been meeting for five years now. And it's been monthly. During, during the pandemic, we took it virtually. We actually got together, um, weekly for a little while on zoom. And then we, we brought it back to monthly, but, um, we've been meeting for just over five years now and we have a Facebook group and there are over 400 women, part of that group. And, you know, really it's about just coming together and finding, finding friends. Like, isn't it so hard to find friends as adults? Yes. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and we're all so busy and we all have so many things going on. And so the Kubru Bevy really is about bringing women together around a pint. Um, It's also a safe space where we can learn about craft beer. Maybe we're new to craft beer or maybe we just need a space where we can ask questions about craft beer in a, in a setting where if we don't know all the things it's, it's great to ask the question to learn more about, um, craft and and the beer we love. So, um, we do that. And then now we've started to plan again, we had it prior to COVID, but, um, we're starting to plan other outings where we can have more opportunity to connect and, um, have more opportunity to support the local breweries and, and bringing our group to local breweries, as well as to do other things like brew beer together and brew beer with breweries in the area and give, um, women the opportunity to learn the process of brewing as well. I think that's awesome. You know, it is, it's, it's an intimidating thing to ask and just kind of getting baby steps and foots in the door to see how the process works could really inspire other women to get into brewing and get into, you know, opening a a tap house or a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. It's inspiring. There's always a lot to learn. Um, and that's, I mean, that's one of the things I love about craft beer. It's like, Um, I've been in the industry now for just over, I guess, nine years, but there's always something to learn about beer. There is always something to explore there, whether it is the actual beer itself or the people behind the beer. Um, it is, it's, there's always something to learn. And I love that part of it. Yeah. I love that. So you were talking about, um, you know, meeting up with these women. And then of course, during the pandemic, you guys went, we, we kind of did something similar with my, my mom group, which we are also all craft beer lovers. Uh, we'd get together for a drink on zoom and I love that. But as far as like the tap house goes, like, how did you guys persevere through all of that craziness? Oh, wow. Um, you know, it was, it was crazy, but, um, 
couple things I will say about it. We had been around, we'd already been in business for two and a half years. And, um, we've always had a focus on community and bringing people together. And it's always been about the people. Um, it's always about the people who come in and need that place to meet up with friends, meet new people, relax after a long day at work. And we've always made it about the people. And we have a very loyal community of people that come together, not just Coo Brew Bevy, not just the brew loving ladies group that we have. We have a beer club. We have very loyal people because we focus on them. Um, and so we leaned into our community and we, uh, we started literally going live. Okay. So this is one of the things we did, which I think so community, first of all, we had a lot of loyal people who were like, we're going to help you through this. Um, and we were like, thank you so much. This is amazing. So that was part of it. Um, the other part is we started to go live. My husband, Mike, and I started to go live. I think it was a week after the shutdowns happened in Washington, we would go live because we're literally sitting in an empty tap house in Washington. All we could do was do to go beer for the first however many months it was like March to June. And so you have this tap house that's so vibrant and so energetic and so much laughter and so many people and all of this. And then you go to like sitting there, the two of you waiting for someone to come in and buy some to go cans really quickly and, and get out of there. Right. And, um, we were just like, this is not how we want this place to feel. So part of it was for us. Part of it was because we wanted to keep the connection going. So we started going live on Facebook every single day for like <laughs> a month. It was crazy. We would, we would, we pivoted our hours to shorten the hours. We'd get done about 8 PM and we would hop on live and we would just talk and we would just tell people how we're doing. We would ask people how they're doing. We would, um, share our story. We would share our life. We would say how, hard it was. We would show them our house. We would show them our, cause sometimes we would go home from the tap house and we would show them our cats. We would show, it was just like, I was so nervous about it because my background's PR and marketing. And I'm always so worried about all of that, but we were just like, look, we're all in this situation together and we want to stay connected to you guys. We love you guys. We know we can't talk to each other actually in the physical tap house. We need to do it in another, in, in another way. And so that's what we did. We just shared our hearts. We shared our lives. We asked people how they were doing. And we did that every day for like a month. I think it was a month. And then that was just kind of like flippantly doing it. And then we moved to actually like, we were doing it on the weekly. We called it the brew hour <laughs> owners, you know, final draft tap house owners, Kimberly and Mike, and we would invite people to the brew hour. And it was, I think we did it on Thursdays and we would, um, ask everybody to either, you know, pick up a beer or crack a beer. Didn't matter if you bought it from us or what, but just let's come together and have a pint together. And let's talk about how things are going and let's talk about fun stuff too, because we got to make light of some of these things that are obviously not very light. And, um, all of a sudden 
Mike and I, Mike likes to get into character. And so the dynamic between him and I is very like, he's very chill and he's very like gets into all these different characters. Um, and he's really like the fun loving, you know, and not that I'm not, but I, I'm more of like the, you know, cutthroat business person taking care of all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so there was this kind of dynamic that became a thing and we would just like have a pint with people and start to relax and just make people laugh. And we would make ourselves laugh and Mike would swear like so much. And I was like, Oh my gosh, our reputation, what the hell, like all these things. So it ended up being like this show that people like would put us on the big screen. I have pictures of wow. we were like, okay, this is crazy, but, but we were all quarantined, right? Like we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. And there was like, we needed this connection. Like Mike and I needed a connection and our people needed a connection and it became this thing. And it was so wonderful. And we kept the connection going, which was really incredible. So I think that had a lot to do with making it through some of the business things that we did. We, um, we pivoted to online ordering really quickly and, um, we were able to do that within like a week and a half. So we did that. And so we were only doing to goes, like I said, until for like however many months that was until June. And so we did online ordering. We already had packaged beer. And then we also filled cans off draft, but during that time, there was a lot of breweries that were not um, filling kegs. Supply was different. And so that the, the way we were able to continue to do that is because we have relationships with the local breweries. We focus on local independent craft. And so Mike, Mike do, does all of our beer buying and he had... Um, he has relationships with these people. These people are our friends. These people are the people we support, um, in whatever times. And we were able to continue to do that luckily because of that. So, you know, I mean, you probably see a theme here, but a lot of it is really about, you know, these are our people and we love them and in turn, they love us and, and it's a community and it's what kept us going throughout this whole time. So yeah. do you guys still do the show? So great question. Um, so I, we don't, okay. So we did it for a long time. We did it for almost a year and a half. Wow. Then, because in Washington and I don't, I don't know how it was in Florida, but in Washington. So we, we were completely shut down to go only until June of 2020. Then it was opened up a little bit inside and then it was shut down again in November. And that was like, wow, I can talk about that. But that was really, really difficult because it was, um, shutting down and only doing outdoor seating, which we don't have a lot of outdoor seating at our place. So we had to pivot and create outdoor seating, which was a whole thing, but also like it's, you know, it's fall, winter, Northwest, so it's like raining and all. <laughs> anyway, so all of that stuff. Um, so we did it throughout that. And then once we started to open back up again and have, um, inside hours, uh, Mike and I were the only employees for almost 
two years. Um, and so we had to cut back on some of those things as we started to have people back in the tap house where we were able to connect with them in person. And so while we don't do it anymore, we, I'm happy to say that we have staff back again and, um, which means that we're not behind the bar as much anymore, um, or as, or as much. And so literally like two days ago, I was like, I want to bring that back. (laughs) I want to bring that back because, um, it was just so fun. It was so fun to just, you know, talk to people because oftentimes when we're talking to people, we're also working. So we don't get to do that whole, we, we interact when we can, but we're also serving people. And so it's, you know, um, it's different when you're able to have like undivided attention to be able to connect with people. So when you're sitting on the other side of the bar. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, and don't get me wrong. We spend a lot of time doing that as well, because we love it and we love connecting with people, but it would be great to be able to, to, to bring back the show in a sense. Yeah. Maybe once a month or something, we can do it. That'd be fun. Well, that's exciting. (laughs) So what else is in store for, for you, for the future? Wow. What you got going on? <laughs> That's a great question. I, 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 I don't, so many things, right. As you alluded to, we always have so many things. Um, yeah. you know, I, if there's one thing I know to be true about me and, um, I, I want to help other people get into craft beer. Um, I want other people to get into entrepreneurialism. Um, I want to support women in those endeavors. I want to, um, do that in in whatever way possible. Um, as far as the tap house goes, we signed another five years. So we are, we're going for another five years at the very minimum. And we want to bring people together around storytelling. That's one of uh, the things that's always been really important to us is, um, we believe that everyone has a story. Every beer has a story. Every brewery has a story and that everyone's story is valuable. And I had this like dream of hosting, um, storytelling events at the tap house where more people can come together and connect around their stories. And of course, while we're having a pint, uh, I wanted to do it some time ago. It never really came to fruition, but I would love to do more of that and bring some more unique events to our area around, um, connecting around a pint. So as for the tap house, it's more of those sorts of things. And how do we, there's a lot of people moving to our area in the Pacific Northwest, um, from the Midwest, um, from Southern States. And we're experiencing a huge, um, population boom. Um, and I want to be able to welcome people into this area and help them understand, um, our area, what we're all about, what crafts about, where to go, how to become part of our community, because that's what I had to do nine years ago. And when I, when I found my people in craft beer, it was like, I found my home in the Pacific Northwest and I want other people to experience that. And so, you know, who knows there's, there's so many opportunities, I think, um, moving forward. And now that we're kind of through the last 
couple years, right. Of kind of what I have, you know, called, and I know a lot of people have called kind of like survival mode in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Now that we're through that, we can go, wait a second. Now let's look at all of the things that are possible. Um, yeah. As we light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. It's here. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I love that you love helping women entrepreneurs and, and obviously in the craft beer industry as well. Um, if you could give a piece of advice to any woman out there, just scared to take the leap towards their dream, whether it's craft beer or anything, really, what would you say? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've got a flutter of emotion here too, as I'm, as I am like thinking about what would that one thing be? I mean, there, there are so many things, but here's what I will say. Um, you know, and I'll just speak directly to that woman. Um, you are capable of doing whatever it is you want to do. Um, there is no space that you can't, um, dive into that is right for you. You, have everything you need inside of you to go after it. And, um, while it might seem daunting, while it might seem scary, while you may have never done these things before, you literally can do any of it, whether you want to get into craft beer, whether you want to start your own business in a whole different industry, it is so possible. And, the other part of it is, it's like, this is your time. The time is right now. There's no better time than right now to go after it. And doesn't mean it's not, it doesn't, I mean, it's probably going to be hard, right? Because any beautiful change is hard, but you are more than capable of doing it. And, um, the other thing I will say is find your people, find the people who will support you and who will encourage you and who believe in you and, uh, find, find those people and hang out with those people. Right. And be encouraged and inspired by those people. And, um, if you're around other people who are not doing that, take, take a turn and find those who are, because, um, in community, you're able to do anything. You're able to do it. You have people surrounding you who encourage you. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Totally agree. Finding your people is very important too. And you seem to have done that in a whole new city and a whole new life that you chose. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was not easy. I went through a lot of, um, identity shifting. I went through a lot of, can I really do this? Should I go back to my corporate career? How am I, how am I going to make this happen? But I just remember thinking like, I made this change for a reason. I didn't feel aligned in my old life and in my old career. And I, I needed something new. And I was like, I am doing this <laughs> and I'm going to keep at it. And I'm going to, I mean, I pivoted along the way. Like I was going to start a photography business. And I actually, I did, I did that. And then I started to realize that I was going in another direction and I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow this. I'm going to follow this. And, you know, I say it now, like it was so easy. It was not easy. I struggled a lot. I, 
I went back and forth on, you know, oh my gosh, like I even got, okay, I don't know if I mentioned this to you when we talked before, but like I even got a transition tattoo. I love tattoos. I got a transition tattoo with a camera on it. I was so sure this was my path. Of course, I photography and everything I do now, but it's one of those things where it was like, you know, when I started, when I started to take another path, once I got to the Pacific Northwest, I was like, oh my gosh, like people are going to think, you know, that people are going to think that I, you know, I'm not successful or whatever it was, but it was like, no one thought any of that. They, most people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. How can I do that too? So, um, you know, I think it's always follow your heart, your heart. Way. Yeah. And not one specific direction is the end all be all. Right. I think that's something you and I have so much in common with is just, you go after something and, uh, you know, it feels right for a while and then it doesn't feel right. And leaving that is not failing. That is succeeding because you're following what you actually want to be doing. That fills you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, one of my online mentors, Kathy Heller said this, I believe, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, when you take action, that's where the clarity comes from. Right. So even if you're taking an action that doesn't end up being what you thought you were going after, you're going to, you, you are going to learn along the way. Like this part of it feels right. This doesn't feel right. Okay. I'm going to pursue this part of it. Um, for me, it was like, Uh, what felt right to me was writing a blog at the time years ago. That felt very right. I love writing. It's therapeutic. I love the written word. I did that in my corporate career a lot. I love that. Well now, so that was years ago, right? And that's how I built my personal brand. Now podcasting and video and a lot of that feels right for me now because I can just simply talk and get it out faster. And, you know, and I have other Um, I have other things that I'm doing. So I want to create content faster. Right. And so for me, it feels right that way now. And so it's just, you don't know until you start doing it though. Yeah. You know, so you find the clarity in the action when you take those steps forward. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's just, and, and it's so important to, you know, see all of that and, and the pivoting and the following your heart, like, going down a road and realizing, like you said, like, I like this part, but I don't like that part. Those are the, those are not failures. That's like actual successes that you are finding your way. And, um, I think that's a really hard part in the entrepreneurial life is you don't want it. Maybe you're holding on too tight to something that it doesn't serve you. So sounds like you are fulfilled in all of aspects of your life at the moment. Yes. Yeah, I am. I really, um, And that's why I always, I want to help other people in this path because while it is challenging, right. While it is, um, while it is, you have to be very aware of yourself (laughs) and you have to learn and grow and learn about yourself every single day. Um, it is so rewarding to create things and to, um, be your own boss and decide what is right for you and decide how far you want to go, how fast you want to go, how much money you want to make, all of that sort of stuff. It is, I believe entrepreneurialism is the key to freedom. 
Um, and I want that for other people. I want that for women. I want that for women specifically. I'm going to say that on, on the show because, um, we oftentimes get in situations where we feel as if we don't have the ability to control our own lives and live on our own terms. And that's, that can be devastating, right? We all know that. I think as women, we, like I, when I say that to other women, they're like, yep, totally get it. Whether it's a job or a company or a life situation, a marriage, whatever it is. Right. And so the path to me is entrepreneurialism. Now that doesn't mean that's for everyone, but that's what I found. And, um, I found it in craft. Uh, I'm now finding it in other areas and I, I, I believe it's the path to freedom for women in particular. Um, so if more women want to get into craft beer, yes, do it. Or if you want to run your own business, yes, do it because you can, you can do it. You definitely can. That's amazing. Yes. I'm all pumped up now. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Let's go conquer the world. <laughs> I know. We definitely, we definitely can. And when women get into business, here's the other thing I will say to anyone out there listening. When women get into business and get into doing what our soul wants us to do, guess what we do? We help other women do the same thing. We do. I, I agree. It's, it's, it's addicting, right. To lift other women up into the, the place that you once were and help them succeed and, and find their way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you're doing that with this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm thrilled to have you on Kimberly. It has been such a pleasure. Um, we are running out of time and I don't want it to cut off. So, um, tell us where we can find you online. So, Tap House is uh, finaldrafttaphouse.com. And of course, Final Draft on all social, as well as Kimberly Gale Consulting on Instagram and Facebook and KimberlyGale.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. It has been so amazing. And we're going to stay in touch. I promise. We are going to. All right. Have a wonderful weekend and I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it while drinking a tasty beer, of course. If you did, please be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. And if you're a woman in the beer industry that wants to be on the show, shoot me an email at womeninbeershow at gmail.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I am at womeninbeershow. And if you're not shooting me a DM, give me a follow anyways and you can follow along and get some little hints of who is going to be next on my show. Stay tuned for next week when I drink another beer and chat with more women in the beer industry. Cheers!